Hello everyone and welcome to the Kate Show. My name is Kate the Socialite and today I'm spilling all the details about how you can make collaborations work for your business. Now, have you ever seen a celebrity endorsement or a celebrity spokesperson? Has it made you pay attention? Did it really catch your eye? Well, there's a reason for that. Certain companies and brands will try to promote new product or service offerings by hiring someone or collaborating with someone who is already trusted by the people they're trying to reach. It's very strategic, and although you may not be able to hire a celebrity spokesperson or collaborate with a huge international brand, there's absolutely no reason why you can't do something on a smaller scale to promote your design, staging, or workroom business. In this episode, I'll be sharing exactly how to conduct a collaboration, who you should be collaborating with based on the type of business you have, and a few things that you should avoid when pursuing a collaboration. So let's get started. Welcome to The Kate Show, a weekly marketing podcast for interior designers and home stagers. Hosted by author, entrepreneur, and marketing consultant, Kate the Socialite. Each week, you'll learn helpful tips on how to make social media easier, how to grow your mailing list, and how to simplify every area of marketing and advertising your business. With her blunt, no-fluff approach, Kate stands up for business owners who want real results in their marketing but have limited time or resources. And now, please welcome your host, Kate the Socialite. Over the past few years, I've been involved in more collaborations than I can even remember right now. And the beautiful thing is each one did have a return on investment. Even if I got only one or two new customers from it, it was well worth the hour or two that I spent collaborating with that brand. So if you are wondering, should I spend time getting ready for a collaboration? Will it actually result in new business? The answer is yes, nine times out of 10. But in order to make sure you get a return on your investment for that collaboration, and the investment would be time, if it was money, then it would be an advertising situation, so keep that in mind. But in order to make sure that you get an ROA from a collaboration, you have to make sure you're partnering with the right person or the right brand. So as a designer, a stager, or a workroom, you are going to be looking most likely at other local businesses, unless, of course, you're offering e-design, which means that you actually have a broader range of collaborators to choose from. But for sake of conciseness, this episode will focus on collaborating with people in your local area. So if you are looking to, as, say, an interior designer, reach more homeowners of a certain income level, then you should be partnering with someone else these people are already working with and already know, like, and trust because that means it will be all the easier for them to know, like, and trust you as well when the other person is endorsing you or, of course, vice versa. 
So in order to make sure you're choosing the right collaboration partner, look at your audience and their audience. If they are not the same audience or if you would never in a million years think of serving their audience, it will not be a good collaboration. You don't want to just collaborate with people willy-nilly. You actually want strategy behind it. So if your target client is a high-earning corporate professional in a suburban area, then you're not going to want to collaborate with someone who is working with a lower income group or you know something that is just having nothing to do with what these people are working with. Now if you wanted to partner with a charity that would make more sense because high earning professionals may not have time to donate but they would have money to donate and therefore they would already be connected with a charity so I mean that's one idea and I'm going to give you a lot more ideas later on in the episode but I want you to just think before you say yes to collaborating with someone or before you approach them about such a collaboration make sure that it actually makes sense for both of you you want to make sure that both parties are getting something out of it otherwise it just becomes a one-sided favor Now let's say you are a brand new business owner and you don't have a lot to bring to the table as far as a collaborative partnership, but you really want to collaborate with someone in your industry who is serving the same people that you are, but in a non-competitive way. What can you do to entice them to collaborate with you and see your value? Well, the good news is you don't have to be bigger than your collaborator. If you have an audience of a similar size to them, you can simply offer to cross-promote them to your audience. But if you are that brand new business owner and you have a smaller or non-existent audience, you can offer to present a free training, education, seminar, webinar, what have you, to their audience under the umbrella of their brand. At the end, you would make a call to action that refers back to your services or your products. And of course, make sure that your collaborating partner understands this ahead of time. But as long as people will walk away from your presentation having learned or been inspired or entertained, then it's going to be a successful collaboration because it will make your partner look good while also getting you out in front of their audience with their stamp of approval, smack dab on your forehead. And that does wonders for brand new businesses. And again, this applies whether you're a designer, a stager, or a workroom. Now, I do have a list of different potential collaborating partners for each of those business types. But before I share those with you, I do want to give you a few words of caution. When you are approaching a collaborative relationship, it's great if those relationships can be long term or ongoing, but make sure it is not to the point where you need some sort of contract in place that makes either of you commit to promoting the other person because then it stops being a friendship-based, collaborative, organic involvement and becomes more like a business agreement or just another thing to do and it tends to suck the life out of it. I've been in collaborative partnerships that were both free-flowing and wonderful 
and some that were contained within a contract and the former is by far my favorite and I will never enter into a contract of that nature again because it does tend to make people feel forced to talk about you versus wanting to of their own free will. Now, I know that many of you are involved in networking groups such as BNI. I used to be a member of BNI and I won't again for the same reason. When people are forced to refer you or they're forced to promote you, the referrals become half-hearted and it tends to shed a bad light on you, on them, and it also makes the recipient of that referral feel a little bit weird because you're giving them a half-hearted referral or they can tell that you're a collaborative partner really doesn't believe in this referral and you don't want to do anything to create distrust. The whole point of having a collaborative partnership is to increase that no like and trust factor in the most efficient way possible. My other word of caution is pretty obvious but I do want to make sure you all understand. You should not be collaborating with your competitors. I am a huge fan of competitors being friends with each other, but it starts to murky the waters just a little bit when you start conducting events together because then the customer will be confused as to which person to choose. Now, if you're both interior designers and you have very, very different design styles and processes and you prefer to work with different personality types, this might actually be a good collaboration. But if you are like two peas in a pod, you need to make sure that you keep a clear boundary between their business and yours and it means not collaborating with them. Now, what exactly should these collaborations look like? Well, I've referenced a few ideas already, but let's break it down. Whether you are doing design work, offering home staging, or offering window treatments, wholesale or retail, you actually have quite a few options. So you could do a webinar if you're tech savvy, or you could do a more traditional seminar, but keep whatever you're doing brief keep it to an hour and then if you want to extend the time if it's an in-person event you could also have a brunch or a lunch or a dinner something that allows people to have conversations after your presentation or even before that way when you're up there giving the presentation people already feel like they know you and that means they'll actually pay attention to what you're saying so it's important to facilitate a feeling of community regardless of what you do. So if you are presenting a webinar for your collaborator, make sure that you are active in the chat before and after the webinar. Make sure that you're actively answering people's questions either as they come in or in one fell swoop at the end of your presentation. Now if you're giving a class that's more hands-on, Let's say you are a window treatment workroom and you are to the trades only, therefore you invited interior designers to come to your workroom and see how these window treatments are made, learn the lingo, learn how your process works, etc. 
then you would be able to have these people in your domain touching the textiles, understanding the different layouts and designs and seams and stitching and everything else. That is ideal when you can control the environment. But I also know that's not going to be the case for most situations that you are in. So as with your client experience, make sure your collaborative experience is true to your brand or if you're doing this under the umbrella of your collaborator's brand, just make sure it's a good experience either way. If this means you get to create little postcards for you and your collaborator to hand out before or during the event that promote both of you, whether this means bringing a few brand items so that when people leave, they have a coffee cup with your logo on it or something similar, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't go overboard. Remember, you are not there to make sales, you're there to make relationships and basically to be presented to that social circle by your collaborator or vice versa. To describe this in a more imaginative way, I don't know if you guys are fans of British drama, but I absolutely love it. And you know those situations or those scenes when a girl finally becomes of age and she's ready to be presented to society? Well, that's basically what you are doing with your business, whether you've been in business for a decade or a day. So make sure that you take it seriously. Look your best, feel your best, because people will feel whatever you're feeling in that moment. Make sure that you have a way to calm your nerves. There's no reason to be nervous. Make sure that you are presenting yourself or your collaborative partner in a way that will benefit both of you. This means spending hours preparing for your presentation, whether it's online or in person. This means going over every detail of the event to make sure the timing is right. Don't plan things around holidays. Don't plan things on weekends unless you both know that your target client will be available and interested in doing something like this on a weekend. So it all comes back to knowing your target client. And because you'll have a partner with this, it will actually be easier and a lot more fun. You'll be able to meet up for coffee and say, hey, you tell me the details you have about this group of people and I'll tell you mine. And we will then construct an avatar of who this person actually is. We'll figure out what topics we can present on that will be relevant to them while also supporting and bolstering the service offerings that we want to sell more of. Well, making a name for ourselves and cross-pollinating our audiences. Guys, collaboration can be so much fun if you choose the right partner. And it's up to you whether you make it a reoccurring or long-term thing. But even if it's just a one-time event, it can still bring big yields to both parties involved. Now, in just a minute, I'm going to share some ideal collaborative partners for each type of business in the home industry. But before I do that, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, interior designers. How much time are you currently spending creating floor plans, furniture arrangements, or sourcing product, or creating mood boards? Well, here's the good news. You do not have to keep spending many, many precious hours of your time on these things that you could actually hand off to someone else. 
Now, I'm not suggesting that you hire an employee or that you add another person to your in-house team because that's not always a good fit for everyone. From a legal and tax standpoint, having an employee can be expensive and it can also be risky, which is why I am really excited to introduce you guys to my friend Brittany Elms of My Design Assistant. So Brittany specializes in virtual assistant services exactly and specifically for interior designers so that you can spend more time growing your business, your brand, and getting the publicity that you deserve without spending hours creating those mood boards or sourcing those products. Because we know these things are very important to your design process, but the good news is it doesn't all have to be done by you. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to have your hands in, go over to mydesignassistant.com, check out Brittany's services, her reviews, and book a time with her online. Head over to mydesignassistant.com to get started. Okay, are you guys ready? I have a list of potential collaborative partnerships for interior design, home staging, and workrooms so that you can ponder how you can take this step in your business. And if you aim for one collaboration a month or one every quarter, you really can't go wrong. Don't do too many because you also need time to follow up with the leads you will get from these events. But I want you to consider this part of your strategic marketing plan. Because as you've heard me say on past episodes, marketing is all about facilitating a relationship and starting a conversation and finding common ground. And what better way to do that than by collaborating with someone who serves the same people you do without competing with you. So if you are an interior designer, here are a few different business types that you should consider partnering with. The first would be a local decor boutique. Now, if you happen to have your own boutique, that's awesome, but I know a lot of you don't. So if you can partner with a high-end boutique who serves your target client simply by setting up shop there for a day, presenting a class on how to decorate your family room or something that makes sense for you, and keep it short, like I said, to an hour, you could serve brunch, you could offer mimosas, you know, make sure that it's planned at a time where your target client will be available because if they are a professional, they wouldn't be available during work hours. So just be mindful of their schedule and be respectful of their time. Now you could also partner with your local golf club. If your golf club contains people that you will love to serve or you would likely love to work with, then this can be a great advertising opportunity and collaborative opportunity. So this will vary with each golf club, but approach the manager, approach the owner, and explain what you have to offer. Always approach a collaborative partnership with what you can offer the other person or business. Do not start that conversation with, I want you to do XYZ for me, because believe me, that is the fastest way to a no. Instead, say, hey, I really appreciate your golf club. It's actually, you know, in my area, I'm a local, and I would love to meet more locals around here and get more people coming to the golf club. Would it be okay 
if I used your space to present a topic that I feel would be relevant to our mutual customers, the worst they can say is no, but more often than not, they will let you. And if you need to rent the space to do so, that will be still a good investment because people who wouldn't normally come see you will end up seeing your advertisements at the golf club and because it's a place they're already familiar with and they have positive feelings associated there, they will be more likely to show up. That's just an example of you meeting your target client where he or she is already hanging out. A third way to collaborate as an interior designer is to partner with a remodeling company. Now, obviously, if you also offer remodeling services, this would not make sense. But if you are strictly an interior designer, it would definitely make sense for you to partner with one, two, or even three remodeling companies. First, you need to make sure you get to know the owner. Make sure you're actually serving the same type of client because if they're specializing in something that you have no interest in ever working on, then it's going to be a waste of everyone's time. But if you find that their target client has the same income ratio, project interest that you have, then it's going to be a beautiful partnership. Now, Collaborating with remodeling companies will look a little bit differently than collaborating with someone who has a storefront. Remodeling companies are always busy. Things are always just a little bit chaotic. So the best thing you can do is get yourself included in their monthly email newsletter. Now, I hope they're sending a monthly email newsletter. If they're not, ask them what they're currently doing to reach out to their past clients and then ask if you can be included. But before you make any of those asks, offer them the opportunity to be included in your monthly email newsletter as an introduction to your people. Now, obviously, if you are a construction manager and an interior designer, you'll present them a little bit differently. And you can say, this is one of our trusted contractors, one of our preferred vendors, and it will not only make you look like you have more to offer as the designer or construction manager, but it will also help get these people comfortable and familiar with adding one more business into the mix when it comes time to work on their project with you. Moving on, let's say you are a home stager, and I know a lot of you are. A lot of you already know that you can present your services to real estate brokers or just, you know, realtors in your area and explain the basics of home staging. And I have heard mixed reviews about how effective this is. But as I said before, if you get even one or two jobs out of something like that, it is well worth your time, especially if you can create a relationship with that realtor or that entire brokerage and continue to get more projects from them on a pretty much regular basis. A second option for you to collaborate with would be neighborhood associations. So while it makes sense to go directly for the real estate agent, you can also go directly for the homeowner through your local associations that serve your neighborhood. And this means being included in their monthly mailings or their regular newsletters. It also means showing up at different neighborhood events, and it does not mean soliciting your services. 
ever. Like that's not okay. That's a huge turnoff and you'll just create a bad image for yourself in doing so. But if you show up at these events, whether they are in person, in print, in digital format, and you just explain how you are here to serve, it will be a wonderful introduction even if you've been in this area for a long time, by the way, it's okay to reintroduce yourself to society. A third collaborative option for home stagers is to partner with house cleaning companies. Now, I know a lot of you are like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense, but let me explain. The type of person who is most likely to employ house cleaners will also want their home presented in the best light when they go to sell it. And if they know about your services all along and they know from a trusted source, because you have to trust the person who cleans your house when you're not there, right? They will be more likely to want your services when it comes time for them to move because if they are busy professional, which they most likely are, if they have a housekeeper or a house cleaner, they will also want to make sure they're getting the best possible price when they go to sell their home. Next, let's move, move on to how workrooms can find the best collaborative partners. So if you are wholesale, you'll want to reach out to interior designers. I mean, that's a given. I know that we basically all know and understand this at, at this point. You'll also want to reach out to design centers because if you can offer a one hour class on a certain type of window treatment or even just window treatments 101, you would be amazed at how many interior designers don't understand the little nitty gritty details that go into window treatments. And if they did, they might be wanting to sell more of them because I don't know if all the interior designers listening uh, are aware, but there's a lot of money to be had in window treatments. And if you're not currently offering them, you should consider it. It doesn't mean that you as a designer needs to learn how to create window treatments, but it does mean that partnering long-term with a window treatment workroom could be so lucrative for both your business and the business of that workroom. So consider that as a long-term strategy. And workrooms, to all of you listening, if you are retail, you can do the same thing that I advise for the interior designer, which is those high-end decor boutiques or golf clubs. Now, I am not suggesting that you go to a place like Hobby Lobby because they're full of home decor or Michaels or home goods and try to collaborate with them because that brand or those brands in general, they tend to attract the do-it-yourselfer, which is fine, but they're not your people. So there's no point in collaborating with someone like that. But if you are looking more towards the high-end spaces where people are coming in for just an item or two, or better yet, they're coming in for advice, then it would make total sense for you to set up a brunch or a lunch or a dinner, again, just like I said for interior design, where you're teaching something that these people will find useful. You're teaching them not with the intent of them going home and implementing it, but more so with the intent of they will see how educated you are and how capable you are, and then they will hire you to do the very thing that you're teaching them how to do. It's kind of like reverse psychology, but it works so well. 
And with that said, I hope I've given you a lot to consider with this episode. As I mentioned earlier, collaborations are what have grown and continue to grow my brand exponentially. It is so much more effective than paying for a print or a digital ad, and it can help boost all other facets of your marketing as well, from your mailing list to your social media, and it can also help increase traffic to your website. So don't discredit the idea of partnering with someone else. It doesn't mean that you need help. It means that you want to be strategic and you also want to be giving. Help this other company grow. Help this other brand reach more of their people. It's a very generous thing to do. And believe me, that generosity always comes full circle. All right, guys, until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. And let me know if you have any topic requests for The Kate Show at katethesocialite.com. Thanks for listening to The Kate Show. Please hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a business bestie who needs to grow her interior design or home staging firm. To inquire about our products and services, please visit us at katethesocialite.com. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear.